and welcome back to Recap Madness Podcast, a podcast about TV by people who love TV. I'm your host, Crystal, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mel and Chera. Today we are returning for episode five of Licorice Recoil. So far, so good. Quick recap. Takina and Chisato bond and build a real friendship during a day out on the town. We're introduced to Majima, a terrorist who spouts in Doctrine of Balance, which seems to mean peace and tranquility are boring and he wants to tear things up. He got into an apocalyptic shootout with several squads of licorice, unmanned trained derailment, quote unquote. She muses that the railway president probably is clueless about what was going on and Takana is sympathetic about his troubles and he looks very stressed on the TV. The railway's president um, says that they're working on uh, fixing the problem and everything is fine. Um, I really like it because they have a sisterly chemistry going on at this point. Yeah, it's cute. That news guy is 100% wrong about this railway, though. (laughs) Yeah, that was... (laughs) I do like, like we said in past weeks, that they put the timestamp on it. This is one month past the last episode. Right there at the beginning of the news broadcast, it says, you know their derailment that happened a month ago. So I'm just like, you know what, Joe, you're doing such a great job with timing. Yeah, I really appreciate the timestamps because that also gives us a scope for the development of their friendship too. Yep. And why mm-hmm. they're all so comfortable with each other at this point is more time is passing than just one day. Yep. Yeah, it's been months at this point. Yeah. Also shows how messed up DA is because they're not sharing information. Like a whole bunch of people just died. Right. In this so called trained derailment. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was unmanned. Nobody was hurt. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, they lost a couple of squads and right. these girls are just very disposable to DA. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's kind of like like there's dark undertones or in every episode, even though it's a you know, a sunshiny show in some ways. So when we get back from the opening credits, Chisato is calling everyone's attention because she's going to do the briefing for their next mission. Apparently, Mr. Matsushita, a 72-year-old man whose family was murdered back in the day, fled to America, but he's been diagnosed with a terminal illness, so he wants one last tour of Tokyo before he dies. When Chisato stumbles over his affliction, <laughs> Kurumi helpfully pronounces it for her. Amyotrophic amyotrophic lateral sclerosis which means he can't move without assistance chisato pledges to come up with a great tour itinerary um this is really up chisato's alley helping someone there's no you know if everything goes right there's no real shooting it's just like you know coming up with the fun things to do and spending a day with a nice you know a nice day yeah this is 100 percent her type of activity yep I would love Chisato to show me around. Right. <laughs> I feel like that would be so much fun. Right. And she's diligent. She like does her research. and I love that everybody humors her in the briefing, even though everybody's clearly read the briefing. They know what's going on, but they like <laughs> give her her, you know, spotlight. So the next day, Mr. Machusta shows up and they're all there to greet him. Mika welcomes him back to Japan. Mr. Matsushita talks through a mechanical device and has a mechanical wheelchair. Chisato has her itinerary all raring to go, but because he can't use his hands, Kurumi suggests they download it as a data file for him. 
While she's doing that, they have a, a nice little chat. Mr. Matsushita says they must find it strange that he's on machines keeping him alive. Jisato says it's not strange because she has an artificial heart. This gobsmacks Takina, but Shisato is rushing them out the door. Gobsmack me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have never mentioned this before. Exactly. Right. And they just dropped it like, oh, have an artificial heart. It's okay. It is what it is. <laughs> just like, I'm wearing red today. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is actually a really big thing. <laughs> right. right. And, and I like that they like specified like, no, it's not pacemaker. It's not a thing in my heart. It's literally the whole thing. A whole artificial heart. Yeah. And Mika and Mizuki are just like, well, we'll, we'll let Shisato tell her. Yeah. I like how Kurumi was just like, no, no, no. I want the tea now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, I understand, you know, whatever, but they're going now. Tell, tell me what's going on. <laughs> Um, so they leave, and Jisato is having a merry conversation with Mr. Matsushita while they ride on the water bus up the canal. Takina is being vigilant, looking around. Mr. Matsushita draws their attention to the old broken tower, um, admitting he never saw it when it was operational, but he promised his daughter that he'd see it one day. Pretty convenient he's talking to the so-called licorice of the radio tower, isn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> They continue on their journey. Their next spot or their first spot is the Fudaigimon gate. And Chisato is full, is like full tour leader mood, telling him about the historical and cultural background and the spiritual significance. I love how into it she is. She would be a great teacher or, you know, like a traveler of some sort. Meanwhile, over at the destroyed train station, Detective Abe and his partner are sniffing around the wreckage and see evidence of the shootout um, that were missed by DA's cleaning crew. Abe's partner wants to blow his cup, this cover, cover up wide open, but Abe, being older and wiser, knows that there's no sense to standing up to the powers that be. All their ruckus brings attention to them, so they have to flee or be caught by, you know, agents of DA, I guess. And then Abe's partner is still incredulous because they're detectives. Why are they running away from authorities? So funny. Right. When they were up in each other's faces, I'm like, stealth, we have none. (laughs) (laughs) Discretion, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I need more explanation on how DA is this powerful. Right. It's almost like maybe they're like, Almost a branch of the military or like FBI-ish maybe. Mm. Mm, I feel like they're higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the CIA or something. Yeah. When they reach their car, Chisato calls to them from across the street. Um, He greets her and Takina and Chisato explain they're taking a patron on a sightseeing tour. Abe says as long as the world is safe for girls like Chisato, he's fine with whatever cover-ups go down. Oh, which wow. is, you know, exactly. Which is like so ironic because she's part of it. If only you knew. Right. They know so little. How do you think he would respond to knowing that she's like part of the conspiracy? 
I don't know, because Chisato kind of rejects that whole lifestyle. So mm. I don't know if it would necessarily change anything for him since, you know, she's not really involved any more than she has to be. Yeah. Yeah. She's not out here killing people. Talking on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> she's a true patriot. <laughs> She hasn't killed anybody lately. Though. She hasn't killed anybody lately. But she is out here maiming people left, right, and center. Left, and <laughs> left, right, and center. And if you, okay, so in between Abe and his partner, where do you land in terms of who do you think is, who do you agree with the most in this, in this particular conflict? Hmm. I'm going to go with Abe on this just because, like, they know that there is some corruption at work. So I wouldn't rock the boat. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Get myself killed for me, too. You Best said Abe, like, too. Build a case, like, build a case slowly and softly, and then come in later, maybe, and say, I have all this proof that something is going on. Mm hmm. Um, I feel like I am going with Ave only because like, what would be the, and like, if there was a, a reason, like something that I would be fixing in order to let everybody know the truth. But like, if people are just unawares and just living their lives, I don't necessarily want to like disrupt that if there's no like bigger purpose to it. Like what good is it going to do if the whole world knows all the gritty <laughs> work of why you know everything runs smoothly yeah i mean i would agree if it was working but the system has like we see this episode in like the last episode the system is falling apart mm. these terrorists like they're out there they got away yeah yeah, yeah. so like people aren't safe because like the licorices they're dying Mm-hmm. that's real yeah, I, I guess if I knew the extent to how much life that was lost and they're just acting like it didn't happen, that would probably mm -hmm. change my perspective. He, he don't even want to know that much. He's like, look, they covering up. I'm sure there's a reason why. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that level of corruption, like who do you turn to to even try to get the truth out there? Yeah. Because if the highest levels of government are involved, then who do you go to? And they go and quiet you down at right. some point. I think that's also why Abe is so like adamant. It's like, you know, partner is like young and like, we got to handle it, guys. You know, he's all like, yeah. you know, gung ho. But Abe is like, yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to retire. I'm not trying to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, a good question. Like, do, <laughs> do they kill people who find out about the conspiracy? I would guess so. I mean, if they pose a threat. Yeah, I feel like they would. I mean, the whole organization is about killing people <laughs> who mess up the flow of society or whatever. Yeah. So I think they would definitely kill someone who tried to reveal what was really going on. Yeah. Oh, what a mighty <laughs> weave of deception. They go to the fest. They go to a festival, and Chisato wins big in the shooting range booth. They try on masks, take pictures, watch performances. It's a good time. Kurumi's drone is following overhead. 
back at Lika Rico, Kurumi remarks to Mika that she's not heard of um, an artificial heart that can withstand as much athleticism as Shisato has uh, displayed. She wants to peek at the DA development division server for the schematics. But Mika tells her that it's not a DA tech. She So Kurumi correctly surmises that it's Allen Institute. Kurumi understands that because she is an Allen Institute beneficiary, she must have a mission to fulfill for the world. She asks Mika what it is, and Mika says it's up to Shisato to decide. Hmm. Hmm. So now we have a pretty good understanding of how everything fits together. Licorice Chisato at some point got an artificial heart from Allen Institute because she has, as they put it, a God-given talent for killing. Mika promises Shinji from the Allen Institute that he deliver her gift to the world, but clearly has not done that yet. So that's where we're at. Interesting. It is really interesting because like, is that a conflict of interest, her having a heart from the Allen Institute and working for the DA? I don't know. I mean, I would... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I would think that because she is... Uh, they were like, okay, so if your talent is killing, your best place you can do that would be DA, I would get. I would imagine. That or like an assassin or... But if you're supposed to carry out some kind of mission from the Allen Institute. My question on that is, like, do people know what the Allen Institute is? That is a good question. Like, do they have a front that says they're one thing and they're really another? Or do people just know what what it is and what they do? Uh, yeah, I think they, it's just a vague, like, they help um, people in poverty who have specific gifts and so if you're a gifted person living in poverty they'll help you like i think that that is you know that's what they said in the news report that's robots you know recites when he's talking about the allen institute so everybody has that general and it's probably just vague for everybody like you're like oh yeah that that sports person is allen institute person and oh that scientist is allen institute person but they don't know that they also have killers <laughs> like that's another division like the people think it's a generally like nonprofit that helps people yeah yeah i don't trust this heart though oh no <laughs> you think what do you think i don't know i feel like if it's the ellen institute installed it like feel like they can control it like they oh. can remotely stop it or do something if chisato doesn't do what they want oh uh, yeah Especially since it's like clearly cutting edge tech. Right. Okay, so back on the ferry, they come up on Iko Ikoboku, the new radio tower, due to be ready at the end of the year. He says that he knows someone who worked on the design, and she says she'll bring him back. Um, he praises her excellent touring skills and then goes inside to get some air conditioning. Takina gets Chisato a soda and asks about her heart. They're sitting out on the deck, which I'm like, aren't you supposed to be protecting this dude? That's what um, I was thinking. <laughs> I was um, like, why you let him out of your sight? He could die in there. Why? <laughs> so I could totally shank him and you wouldn't even know. But, you know, uh, they just continue talking. Takina gets Chisato a soda and asks about her heart. Chisato says it's true and says it's odd because it doesn't beat. 
Takina goes in to feel, and Chisato tells her to stop, to not fondle her chest in public. <laughs> Which is, you know, I think that is a very uh, fair thing to ask someone. Now you're Captain Boundaries after lunch. <laughs> Remember the panties thing? <laughs> a man on a motorcycle over the on the overpass looks through binoculars and starts following the ferry. Um, I love how dutiful Takina is by reminding Chisato that the client's safety is their priority, but she also lacks the total social graces when she goes to Copperfield. <laughs> like, she's like, in one way, she's very professional. In another way, like, just because she doesn't have any social uh, training, she's just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to reach out. Okay, so Kurumi has identified the man who's been following them. His name is Silent Gene, an assassin. Mika worked with him at a private security firm prior to becoming a training instructor for licorice. Mizuki is already on the street following him in her car, and she has a transmitter that she wants to attach to him. He shoots Kurumi's clone drone down right out the air, so that hips them to know that he knows that they're following him. They communicate what's going on to Chisato and says they'll have a car sent to the museum that they're at to evacuate them. Mizuki is on foot trying to find Jean and argue with Gurumi when Jean jumps out and kicks her to the ground. She drops the drone case that she's carrying, but manages to get a tracker on Jean's coat. Um, and Takina leaves Mr. Matsushita and Chisato goes hunting for Jean. I'm sorry, Takina leaves Mr. Matsusta and Tusta to hunt for Jean and Chisato stays with the client. Um, they have a pretty good team workflow, but they're always sniping at each other. Mm-hmm. She's like yelling. Love. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's like yelling. Will you bring your ass down to the to the uh, <laughs> to the field then? I'm like, oh my God, would you focus? <laughs> She's like four feet tall. What is she gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> She's a little child. A literal 10-year-old. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Kermi, you know, without skipping a beat, is like, oh, she gave her life to, you know, put the tracker on them. And Mika, Mika, Mika's like, she's not, we have no, she's not dead, okay? Like, <laughs> Kermi's like, but I wish she was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, Jean catches Takina from behind, but she jumps into cover just in time. He cha- uh, she chases him. His coat is bulletproof, but she's in hot pursuit. Meanwhile, on the other side of the museum, a worker hears Mizuki and frees her from a closet, then loans her a phone. She calls a cafe, confirming that she is unharmed, much to Kurumi's disappointment. Chisato is trying to act like nothing is amiss for Mr. Matsushita's sake. They're at the train station when Mika lets her know Mizuki is safe and sound. At least Chisato is relieved. Mizuki is headed to her now. Mr. Matusta takes this as a cue to ditch Chisato and roll to parts unknown. Um, yeah, y'all really aren't watching this guy as closely as you should be. <laughs> no. I mean, you would think he would want to stick closer. He's got his own agenda. <laughs> at this point, what were you thinking? I don't even know what he was up to. I was like, is he going to get on the train? 
Drain's here. Where's it going? I'm like, is this man trying to die? <laughs> it feels trying like he's to trying to die. <laughs> At some point, Taken is almost upon Silent Gene. But come to find out, he just took his coat off with the tracker and left it on a post. They've lost him. Mr. Matsusta has rolled out into a plaza. Chisato is still trying to keep the fact that they're being pursued a secret, but he just says, Gene's here, isn't he? He goes on, but Gene is on a conveniently placed catwalk overlooking the back of Mr. Matsusta's head. Takina catches up with him, and just as he shoots, she knocks him over so the shot ricochets off his wheelchair. I'm glad she was that quick because that could have gone. <laughs> totally that, ended badly. that was a close one. <laughs> this is where we get into our action. Takina and Jean tumble to the level below. There are sandbags to break her fall because there's construction going on. Jean shoots at her, but she runs behind some building materials. Chisato is reassuring Mr. Matsusta that she'll get him to safety, but he confesses to her that he knows she has a mission from the Allen Institute and he wants her to kill Jean. Uh, Mizuki finally gets to her out of breath and Chisato worries about Takina, so she runs to help her, telling Mizuki to evacuate Mr. Matsusta. Um, he, on the other hand, of course, is hard-headed, so he follows Chisato through, um, you know, even though Mizuki, Mizuki weakly follows behind. Yeah, I think at this point, he's just kind of desperate to do what he needs to do. He's not, he's not being subtle at all anymore. His, uh-huh. his true purpose. Um, before this, were you, were you, at any time before this, were you, um, like, suspicious of him? Yeah. Pretty much from the beginning. Okay. I thought he was a cute old man. <laughs> I don't trust anyone, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was on Mel's Mel's team. I was definitely, oh, this cute man. And then he just, as soon as he was sitting in the open, like, you know, and telling her to kill this dude, I was like, okay. Clearly. Then it got real suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly, this is so. <laughs> this ain't what we thought it was. You this were is supposed like to be a cute place. old man. <laughs> it's like the good place all over again when nobody else was suspicious of Michael except me. <laughs> really? <laughs> we got to talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so Takina is grazed on her leg. And just when Jean is poised above her, about to kill her, Chisato charges in and shoots him with her rubber bullets. She jumps and dodges until she's right up on him, then shoots him point blank in the gut a bunch of times. She and Takina can't bask in the job well done for five minutes before Mr. Matusta is rolling up, demanding Chisato kills Jean for killing his family. Um, she's caught, a, she's caught, you know, a back. She explains that it's true. She's a licorice, but she wants to do things that will help people the same way she was helped by the Allen Institute. And she holds up her pendant. Um, he is left stammering like, what do you mean? <laughs> then all of all of his readings and his equipment go blank and he goes silent. I mean, that guy has got to have some internal bleeding. <laughs> He's coming out of this <laughs> completely healthy. I mean... 
she like had shot him point blank in the, right. in the gut like three or four times <laughs> at least some broken ribs something mm-hmm. yeah you should give, give me some time you might die in a couple of days <laughs> wait it out just yeah wait it out <laughs> and actually nobody even checked his pulse he could have been dead <laughs> so quick <laughs> I like how Trisato was just like, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> like, but <laughs> she's so sweet and innocent. Like, there's this like sweet innocence to her. Like, but I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> and he's like, are you what? <laughs> Should have had him cough up with some blood right there. Because <laughs> seriously, I know I know those rounds must have hurt. Mm-hmm. Later, they have Jean tied up in the car and he commands, oh, commends Mika on the work that Chisato and Takina did. Before they let him go, Mika asks if he killed Machusta's family. He was like, I was with you 20 years ago. He got the job to, you know, this job, this job of assassination from a woman who just dropped in out of nowhere three weeks and paid him in cash. Um, the cleaners called Mizuki later and let her know that Mr. Machusta was an end-of-life patient with drug addictions who disappeared from a hospital two weeks before. Kurimi lets them know that the third party was talking to them via the internet the whole time. The goggles he was wearing was a camera and the wheelchair was remote controlled. Um, just when Shisato asked Distraught why someone was trying to get her to kill, Mika gasps and puts two and two together. Cut to Shinji in his office with the picture that Chisato Machusta, quote unquote, and <laughs> Takina took earlier that day. He says to his assistant, you have permission to use that man. So this is the plan that's been in. That's the plan that's been in the works for three weeks. And so clearly they're moving on to the next plan. I just can't believe they pulled a weekend at Bernie's on this man. <laughs> It's so creepy. Oh, that poor man. <laughs> oh. oh, and they fooled everybody. I was, and I felt so bad. I was like, even though he was like begging her to kill him, I was like, I felt bad when he shut down. I was like, no, nah, poor old man. <laughs> pushing around a dead man all day. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He's like a com- coma patient, so he wasn't. But, like, sometimes people, like, are in comas. They actually know what's going on around them. So could you imagine? That man is like, what the hell is going on? Is this hell? What is what is happening? Who are these people? Who are these Japan? People? Help me. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think. And it's a pretty elaborate plan. I mean, they had to, like I said, it was three weeks in the making at least. Like, you could really say the whole month because... You know, you think that Shinji and Mika had their little date, <laughs> had their little conversation. And then he was like, you know, he asked him if he's, you know, doing what he said he was, you know, he's doing what he promised he would do. And Mika's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm doing it. And then <laughs> Shinji's like, okay, let me test this out. And he comes up with this very elaborate scheme um, and he gets the information he needs that, you know, all this time he's expecting Chisato to, 
be being trained to deliver her gift of death to the world and come to find out that's not what's been done at all. God, he didn't have to go through all this. <laughs> right. I'm sure you could have found an actual killer. Like, Shisato is not that girl. <laughs> right. Well, elsewhere in Tokyo, two generic bad guys make a shady connection but are followed by a licorice. Just when she's about to eliminate them, a car speeds down the street and hits her. The car is driven by Majima, and a bunch of generic toughs execute her in the middle of the street. Yikes. Wow, was this dark. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa! Jeez. <laughs> Let the okay. dark times roll. Did they think she was, like, gonna come up from the, like, was she a vampire or something? <laughs> Why do you need, like, ten people to shoot her down? You did not need that many bullets. You right. did not. <laughs> Ooh. That was rough. These poor girls. Well. And really, they need to, like, spread the message that the licorices are dying. They're being yeah. hunted. <laughs> <laughs> they need to do something, because... This ain't right. <laughs> Back at Lika Rico, Chisato is feeling glum, being and she feels like she's been fooled. Um, she's sad and um and saying that she was a good guy was a trick. Um Takina says that that part wasn't a lie and lays her head on her chest because no one is around. She marvels about how there is no heartbeat, and they just kind of lay there in happy silence. Oh, very cute. <laughs> very cute. Oh, they're so sweet. I love them. That shows you how the show just balances the cute and the horrific at the same time. Because <laughs> it was like, it was terrible. Here's yeah. the cute. <laughs> right, because it was like, you know, kind of a steady flow of like, oh, this is sweet. They're running, you know, they're going on a tour and having fun. And then solid block of horror. <laughs> and then we end with, yay, I'm laying on your chest. <laughs> not knowing the danger that's coming upon you <laughs> right any other thoughts what was your favorite part I like all of the interactions with Mizuki and Kurumi yeah that was fun they're funny I love them I liked Takno laying on <laughs> Chisato's chest because I'm chipper trash. <laughs> yes, and if I had to, if I had to say a second thing, I would say I do like watching Karami work. Like she's just so like matter of fact, and she's like a brilliant little tyke. And so I just like seeing her do her thing. Yeah, she is just cool and calm all the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mizuki is a is. A raging mess most of the time <laughs> but she's you know she's competent and good too but she's you know always attitudinal and hollering at somebody they are on opposite ends of the spectrum yep. <laughs> okay so there you have it um that was episode five and we got some really important character stuff and plot stuff lots of important plot stuff we had some fun we had some dark times as is the normal with this show 
Um, <laughs> uh, you can join us again next week when Takina and Chisato take on a new dimension to their friendship and Shinji moves on to the next scheme with the help of Majima, <clears throat> Majima and Robita. Until then, rate, comment, and share. Tweet us at It's Recap Madness with your thoughts and questions on this time series. Until next time.